Welcome to Vital Talk, our podcast with Sean Vitale, founder of Vital Tech, a company in Chicago, Chicago's leading provider for tech service and information technology. We see this as a great opportunity to educate and entertain those interested in different aspects of technology. With us being an MSP, we see the need to kind of show people in 2019 the importance of technology from a corporate or a company standpoint. Our clients are small to medium companies, but we want to talk about management because I think shown in a lot of aspects, people, when they think of, all right, we need to have obviously some type of IT, uh, all they're doing is just making sure the technology is working, where it's, it's a, a lot, lot more than that now because the intention is to have everything work so then you can develop, you can spend all of your time on growing and helping with strategy and let the plate spin while you're able to focus on preventing reoccurring issues and taking more steps forward than backward. Yeah, and <clears throat> so full disclosure, I didn't give Scott huh. a whole lot of information on exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And, and the reason is because I didn't know exactly what we were gonna talk about. So as I was preparing for this, I, I went down a couple rabbit holes and realized very quickly I need to kind of narrow it down. But well, really quick, you you came to me yesterday with, and this is how we determine these episodes. It's out of your own passion. You said I want to do something on management. Yeah. Now, why was that? why did you want that to be our main talking point? So I just noticed a couple scenarios <clears throat> the past couple of weeks where we're spending time managing um, a service, an IT service for a customer, and the customer doesn't know why. And the customer might not understand why. And I, I think a lot of customers, to your initial point, like in a perfect world, you know, you have to create this wheel of the IT and it just keeps rolling and rolling and then you're, you're focusing more on how IT can benefit a customer, right? So we are getting more strategic, hopefully, at the end of the day. <clears throat> but there's a million things that happen in order for that wheel to start spinning and in order for you to get strategic. And let's face it, if you're strategic with somebody, you'll talk about a project, an initiative, you'll start implementing that initiative, and then that wheel totally adjusts and changes. <clears throat> so I, we spend a lot of time. So we have what we call relationship managers, and I think it's a bad title. Hopefully, we'll come up with one, you know, sometime. Here. Not a good title, you don't like. I, I don't. I, I like relationship managers, but we focus more on the relationships. We do base the relationship managers at Vital Tech. Do uh, we? We're you know, you're a point of contact. We're point of contact. We do manage a relationship, yeah. so we're kind of an account manager. We're also kind of an IT director or an IT manager, and we're also kind of a CIO where we get strategic. So I'll run reports on a monthly basis for Office 365 user accounts. That's not rocket science, right? But the action of doing it, you need someone to manage it. And what do you do with that data? Okay, I send it to the customer. Uh, John Doe doesn't work there anymore. Great. That's all the customer tells me is John Doe doesn't work there anymore. So then what do I do? Well, we need to archive that user. We need to store their data somewhere. Where's the best place? What's, you know, how, how long do we store it? Do we store it forever? And then what? what do we, well, we delete the account. Why do we delete it? Well, we need to free up a license because the licenses aren't free and we don't want to pay for users. There's a security aspect to it of how many, um, you know, just having inactive users still with existing accounts in your environment. And, and what do you do, you know, afterwards? Um, so that's really kind of the point of what I'm doing. And, and specifically what we were talking about was we had a customer who was just like, why don't we, they, they were setting up computers and they started setting them up on their own instead of following our process. And then we realized those computers had viruses on them. And the customer was like, well, doesn't the antivirus software just automatically install on there? In some scenarios, yes, it does, but not in every. And had we followed you know, a process to set up the computer properly, it would have had antivirus software on there. We just didn't know. We was in vital tech. So that's where management comes in. And this is, just, I don't want to say basic level management. This is, I'll call it standard management of an IT environment. 
you know, let's every computer that gets set up is antivirus software. Okay, well then what do you do with the antivirus software? What are we doing around those, you know, in the back scenes? I was talking to Brian about it just before this and he's like, yeah, I, I think sometimes customers just think that we're a help desk and they just call us when there's issues. Right. Want to set something up. I do it. think that that's the mass perception of public. For sure. And, and that because the majority of time that we spend with customers is that. It's exactly that. It's, it's answering their phone calls, answering their emails, helping them with their issues. Yep. Um, and then hopefully talking strategically and implementing initiatives. And well, they need to be interested in using the technology for the good as well. Yeah. Right. They need, and they need to be aware of what all the f- available features and options and services yeah. are. But even before that, you, you have to create this, like there's just a wheel of, of an operation What's within IT. Yeah. So what I want to do is I want to talk about, I, you know, I, it, there's, I went down a rabbit hole myself with all of this and there's an organization called ITIL, stands for Information Technology Infrastructure Library. And what they do is they set best practices for running IT services and how those, how you do that in line with the business needs. Um, I, I probably spent an hour just thinking about ITIL and how I would talk about ITIL during this podcast, but it, that would be a whole nother podcast itself. I don't want to talk about ITIL in this. Um, ITIL is fantastic. Um, they have a lot of great standards and best practices. Um, they have an SVS, a service value system. And the one thing that I, I, I would like to consider, or I guess, you know, have the audience here with this is they're, Within the service value system, um, there's, there's four categories that they sort of put things in, and, and, and I really like this. It's people, partners, products, and process. So I'll talk really quickly about that, and then I'll kind of get into, like, what's this wheel that we're talking about, but it does relate to it. So the people are simple, right? There's the people we're supporting, the people that use and are affected by the IT services on a day-to-day basis. They're your um, outsourced people. They're your internal people. They're yourself, whatever it is. There's the partners. So if you have an initiative, you want to, you know, implement HubSpot, you want to implement an email solution and a file sharing solution. There's, <clears throat> you have to partner with the company, you have to sign a partnership agreement and you're going to pay them to, to implement those services or you're going to set them up yourself. Um, but there's a million options out there. Those are the partners you have to reach out to and kind of vet those solutions and figure it out. Then there's the products, right? So other than the, the, the companies, the partners that are providing it, they have different products within the company. Which product do you choose? How do you know? You have to test it out, things like that. Okay, so now you've identified what the people need. You've identified a partner. You've identified a specific process, or sorry, a specific product. Now you actually need to implement a process. So I don't want to dig into a lot of that. I know that's super interesting, and we can talk about that in terms of ITIL and maybe what we do is just kind of a review of ITIL and how Vitaltech relates to ITIL's best practices. But I, I sort of stopped reading, I don't know, uh, probably half a uh, quarter of the way through uh, all the ITIL information that I, that I typically have at my disposal. And I just decided there's really three phases that I want to consider or I, I want to talk about today. And it's, it's, there's an initial phase, there's an ongoing phase, and there's an end phase. And with whatever we do, that's, you know, there's, there's items involved with all three of those phases. So as an example, there's, there's a couple topics we can kind of talk about. Um, this by no means covers everything, um, but I think that they're just some good examples. Um, so computers, servers, uh, we can talk about antivirus, we'll talk about backups, we'll talk about internet and network equipment, cloud software in general, and things like that. Um, so let's just get started. So with the initial um, setup for computers, you know, is it just buying a computer, right? Here, buy a computer, go set it up, done. Sure, there is. There's just a lot of details, although involved with that, and there's a proper way to do it. I, I was just talking about the antivirus software, and it was, you know, it's frustrating on the customer side. It can be frustrating on our side because it's, there's a virus and especially with our services it's an all-you-can-eat help desk so when there's a virus it's a considerable amount of time for us to fix it obviously the customer is upset so the, the relationship manager has to have a phone call with them and talk through the process of removing the virus and how it's affected and how we prevent it and how do they even catch it and all those things um so it it sucks <clears throat> you know going through that and 
can we prevent that? We can't prevent all of these scenarios and by no means are we bulletproof with our services, but we have processes um, in place to, to hopefully prevent these things. And we learn from our mistakes as well as experiences with customers. Am I kind of keeping you follow? Okay. Cool. Yeah. I'm actually reading up on it as you go along. <laughs> I am like, we're venturing down this, this vast landscape where yeah. I'm trying to come from the perspective of the perspective I can come from, which is, I don't know the majority of what you're saying, but it's, I, but I understand the value of supporters, right? I would come from the person that the office manager or the CIO or, or the president of a company is saying, why does this matter to me? Right, right. Well, because if you don't set up a computer with a checklist, so the initial part of a computer setup is a checklist. Right. It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. and, and the checklist should be at least two or three pages. That sounds, probably sounds crazy, <clears throat> but it's not. It's how, what licenses do we need? Do we need new antivirus software? Do we need new whatever practice management software? Do Does Vitaltech go through this checklist each time? So we, we develop and encourage the creation of a checklist with all customers. We don't, we're an outside partner with our clients. Right. So we, we can, you know, lead a horse to water as much as we can. Uh, we definitely try and influence as much as we can. And I, I think that that is part of our job. Well, you use your experience on what works, what you've yeah. seen, and then you try to, I, I understand the fine line of trying to instruct them yeah. or almost insist upon things yep. rather than counsel and just offer yeah. suggestions. So the point is for most of them, we have checklists, but not for any, just because some people might not want to go through that. Why wouldn't they want to? They're just, it, we were just talking about this too. And it's, it, they just want to focus on their business. They just want right. us to handle everything. Right. But then what do they care about? Just if something bad happens, come that in. It's fixed. It's taken right. care of. And then that kind of, and that's usually on the smaller companies. And then as they grow or things, you know, really hit the fan. They start seeing that they can use technology for business growth. Yeah. And they hopefully see that these processes and policies and procedures will help prevent issues from happening later. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, it, it, a lot of what we do is fixing issues. What's up? What else is on the checklist? Okay. So there's license needed. There's equipment needed. Are you getting new equipment? Are you taking over somebody else's equipment? If you're taking over someone else's equipment, do you need to delete their information on there? Do you need to back that information up before you delete it on there? Um, it's diagnostics in a way. Like if, I know you have car analogies, but like it'd be if you were the mechanic and saying, all right, here's what we need to do to make your car run as best as possible. Yeah. But what are you going to do with the car too? So is, you know, did the, I don't know, let's say there's a position where they're just not utilizing, uh, you know, somebody that's just browsing the web all day long. And then now you're hiring a marketing person. If you take that computer and you give it that someone's just browsing the web all day long and maybe editing a Word document, now you give it to a marketing person that's using Adobe Photoshop and Illustrator. Like you have to assess the specs in the computer. It's just not going to work. So I need to know if it's an existing computer. And then there's an assessment that needs to happen very quickly. This isn't like, you know, I'm not talking a week's worth of process, but we just, we need to have this information so that when that new person gets that computer and Hey, they're not even going to have Adobe Photoshop or Illustrator or any of that software on there if it wasn't sure. on the checklist. Yep. B, it's not even going to run well. And sometimes we get in a situation where there's like, no, no, I don't want to upgrade. Just, just throw it on there. Uh, you know, and then, then that person, when they have issues, they call the help desk. We go through tickets. We analyze those tickets. We meet back with the customer on a routine basis and say, you know, uh, Jane got John's old computer and Jane's running a lot more than John. And we're getting 10 more tickets a month. <clears throat> than we used to. And a lot of it's related to Jane and the issue she's having. We should upgrade. So again, if you just, it's part of the checklist, simple stuff, what printers do they need? Everyone prints, right? Like it's, you know, within your first week, you're going to be printing something. We're going to go off on tangents a lot. Here. <clears throat> we are. And I think that's the whole point of it because it it, you can, because it can go in any direction. So um, both of let's forgive both of ourselves of, if we're ever going off yeah. uh, when the other person had an intended path, but uh I think like so. I, I like the majority, what I, in my quick time of being here, uh, and obviously coming from a a non tech guy, what I've learned listening to phone calls and just hearing different per perspective clients or now partners of ours, 
is that we don't want, and this is just like anybody, any other human, we don't want an issue right. to happen a second time. And they don't either. And it doesn't, it doesn't don't well, no, no, I mean, yeah. that's, what, that's what we oh, get from yeah. customers. Like, if an issue happens once, right. we'd like it obviously resolved that time, but we'd like you to figure out why it's happening. Right. Right. And I think that in quick order, they should be able to recognize that it incentivizes us for it not to reoccur because then we can put more of our attention towards not just partnership growth, but it's, it's getting strategic. It's getting figuring out how technology can actually make their business better. What would you say? How much percentage of uh, our attention is focused on preventing reoccurrence yeah. versus just stopping the current fire? A lot. Really? How do we do that? Yeah, a lot. So it's this checklist. And first part it's still of. The checklist, but it's the same <clears throat> checklist that you have from a preliminary standpoint with the company? Evolves. There's not one client where I've created a checklist that I don't have at least five or six different versions. And of. what's that's just from us being a partner of theirs and learning more about their environment. Yeah. So if you notice, you know, again, when I read through the tickets on a monthly basis, I'll notice something happened. If, 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 you know, a new printer was set up in Chicago and their Chicago office and there's people bouncing back and forth from Chicago and Schaumburg, then they might need printers in both offices. Um, and then there's a new printer in Chicago. So the checklist needs to be updated to reflect the fact that there's new printers. And it needs to be updated to the fact that maybe the person bounce around from one to two offices. That's just a business need. And if, if we're not made aware of that, if we're not meeting on a routine basis with them and discussing that, then it's going to continue to happen. Sure. That issue will recur. Now, in full disclosure with Vitaltech, we... For the most part, depending on the complexities of servers mostly, we have a fixed monthly cost per workstation. Yep. And with it... Per workstation, you, per server, per, uh, per cloud service, and per location, we're hopefully going to break that up. And those are our main services. Yeah. And we're yeah. always trying to learn from our clientele to see if we break that up and what works best for... Mm -hmm. Because I... We're, we live in a, in a very much a la carte world now, yep. right? Where people are like, well, yeah. I, I don't need this, nor do I want this. Right. Why, am I, why is it bundled in my purchase? Right. right? And, and I think from our standpoint, it certainly behooves us. And by the nature of us making, you know, technology made human, we want to cater to each person's needs. It's inevitable. And I know that when, we first, when I first joined on, that was something that I think everybody understands that like nowadays people want not just the bank for their buck, but they also want to feel like that their services are directly to their needs. Like I think what I find very interesting and the reason I bring up the fact that we're month to month fixed cost is that you're going to get as much as you want based on how much you put in. Right? Yeah. So if, like I'm sure, and I know this, that we have certain clients and it's not just the squeaking wheel gets the oil. But we're wanting to service people. And if we can't monitor issues, we only know what we know. So if, if one client is emphasizing that we want this and we want that, we're obviously going to try to service them and, and partner with them and, and strategize with them. So theoretically, company A and company B would be paying the same amount. But if company A is, is saying, we want this, we get more transparent with what our goals are and how we want to accomplish them and what our pain points are, what matters to us. And works with us through the entire process of implementing They're that. receptive and yeah. available. Yeah. They're going to get more out of. 100%. Okay. And so can you cite some examples? Yeah. I, Mike and I say this all the time and it's frustrating. It might be sort of a detriment. I think it is somewhat of a detriment to our company. Not everyone knows about IT and that's why we have a business and why we have jobs. I'm totally fine with that. I, like, I love that obviously. Right. right? And I love having IT. That's great. But just because you don't know about IT doesn't mean that you can't, especially as somebody who has a responsibility to the business to help manage IT, you know, you, you, there's very easy ways. So Douglas and Mike and I, we, we, we try to break it down. Just like I, I, the examples I just gave, like I, I could have just said, we need a checklist. All right, go create the checklist. Well, no, I need to create the checklist with, with someone at the business that understands the dynamics of how the employees work on a day-to-day -day basis and understands the importance of the checklist. So we'll never tell businesses what to do. We'll never tell them 
you know, it will, will strongly influence at times. But if someone just says we need a new email solution, we're not going to just say, okay, here, take this one and go. Right. That's, that's incredibly naive. It's horrible. You're like having a Ferrari in second gear. Like we need to know all the information and we're going to customize it so you guys work faster <laughs> and better. Yeah. Uh, well, one thing that I find interesting is the fact that it goes back to you, you lead your horse to water. I, I think that the perception of a lot of people with their tech service is that they look at it more as an insurance than a service. And, and it is like a fireman yeah. rather than right. some, you know, proactive. And that's why we call it proactive IT yep. is that we can get out in front of it and make things work better. But I think most people see this service as if something bad happens yep. rather than saying, well, let's let it work for us you know yep. it's like it's like somebody it's like if you take this similar two people with similar bodies and health and one of them chooses to start running every single day the other one has health insurance in case they get sick right right fast forward a year yeah. five ten years, running, years. Right, right. Yeah. The, the longer you get the right. is gonna grow yeah but an it department's the same way you can buy a bunch of computers. You can buy a bunch of services. If you're not paying attention to it, you're going to be outdated. Uh, your computers are going to start to run slow. You're going to run out of space. You're going to run out of performance resources. And there's going to be other technology out there that you're not even considering because you're just working. You're not you know, utilizing IT. For somebody that's listening from your expertise that has a tech company and they feel as if they aren't getting enough out of it or they're partners with us or, or they feel as if they, they just want to get more out of it. Yeah. What are the things that you feel clients don't tap into enough that they can't and it would help business, help strategy, help growth? Yeah. Help yeah. I, I think it's, it's just getting involved with us more and taking it. So we have monthly management meetings and that's the relationship manager and sometimes that meeting is as simple as let's just create a checklist because we're having a lot of issues setting up new users the process isn't going very smooth yeah we'll go to their office sometimes it was yep. it's reduced to just a phone call yeah most of the times it's a phone call um we love going to offices we love going out to lunch i, I go out for drinks with some of the the customers we work with which i think is even better that it's anything else. The more you put into it, um, both the relationship and, and the process itself, the more you get out of it. I'm not saying we have to be buddy, buddy. Um, sure. I, I love that part of the job. There's definitely some people we work with who I consider friends now. Um, and I talk to outside of work, but there's, it, it's just the effort that you put into it, um, matters a lot. Yeah. Right? It's interesting. Like if you just <laughs> spend a lot of money, and you know, obviously, money's all relative. IT's not cheap. Yeah, it's going to be a de regardless of who you go with. Yeah, it's going to be expensive. Yep. I, I mean, I, 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 that's why I bring up the analogy of people look at it as insurance. Well, I'd like to think that you, if you're going to spend money on something, you probably are intending on using it, right? That's why I've, I mean, insurance is obviously like health insurance, life insurance. We get it, right? Like yes. Yeah. It's um, Randy said it best. Randy, one of the our senior support experts. Yeah. Anytime I buy something, I ask him what the best, you know, what's the best one sure. to buy? Product bank for your buck, effectiveness. Oh, yeah. yeah, all that stuff. What's the best to buy? And he said, well, I, from a, a financial standpoint, I, I get the most value out of something that I use more often. And if I'm using it a lot, I want to, you know, I don't mind spending more on it. If I don't use it that much, then I, you know, depending on what I'm using it for, for the most part though, I don't spend, I try not to spend as much on it. Right. And that's a micro supply and demand in common sense, yeah. right? Like, right. Not, but some people at the end of the day, they don't care to be as tedious as say Randy. Um, My point is though, the first thing you do when you get in at the, in the beginning of the day is what? Boot up your computer. You pick up right. your phone. Yep. It's, you're using this technology. You, you open your email. It's not even dependence. It's interest. <laughs> it's I mean, people, every single day. Yeah. I think there's a sense of addiction to it. People love it. There's because there's so much value on it. Right. Yeah. I think that from, but I agree. I think all of this goes back to making sure that both sides have as much possible information 
f- about and for the other side. Right. Right. And that's why we call, we don't call them clients once they're partners of ours, because I think it, um, it evokes a sense that we're the same and the more we're integrated, the more it's one plus one equals three. And I, you, it's like, if, if, uh, if I put you on a starting line with somebody and, uh, they have a blindfold, but you don't have to blindfold, right? You got to go to the finish line. Yep. You can only, yeah. just because you have all the information, yep. right? Like yeah. if you're, so if you're a tech company and they're not giving you all the information, you feel as if you're blindfolded, you're obviously not going to reach your destination yep. as much as possible. Um, so yeah, I think that's, I, I think that's sort of common sense. It's why there's a service. You're an expert. And I went to a meeting today and there were 10 people there, none of them tech experts. And there's, they don't even need to open their mouth, Sean, for you to get a sense of this vast gap between yeah. people that are tech experts and people that aren't. It is not a fine line. Right. It, there is a giant leap. And it's almost <laughs> where you aren't, fully vetted and um, fluent in the tech world because it is a true different language. It, 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 the purpose of trying to understand it. Yeah. And so there's a sense of embarrassment or shame or disinterest. Which is crazy because, daunting. yeah, I, it's, I know nothing about the human body. I know nothing about a car engine. I open the hood of my car and just, it's an abyss of, of, of metal parts. So what do you do? You like to go to the mechanic? Yeah, I go right to the mechanic. You're not dabbling. No, but I talk to him. What happened? How yes. could I prevent it going forward? I, exactly. So I, I, when, I, when I go to the doctor, look, I'm, I kind of have a scientific, logical approach to things and I yeah. like to follow processes and, and you know that's but if you care about your body you're going to ask as many questions yeah same thing with my car I get in my car and I drive it every single day it's an expensive thing and it's a huge depreciating asset so when something breaks on it kind of want to know what's just going on I also think bit. it has a lot to do with interest like goes back <laughs> to your story of Randy if you're going to buy something you yeah. hope to use it yeah. well if it's a passion of yours chances are you're going to put more time into it and you're going to care about it more yeah so from a tech standpoint I do think it's our obligation when we, whether it's a preliminary checklist, right? Yeah. Like our assessment from the get go yeah. is for them to, ha- for us to provide them as many reasons to care. Yeah. Right. Like figure yeah. out what they're, what they, what they find interesting. Yeah. If they care about making money, which that's really the purpose of most businesses, is well, then show them all the available features that we have that can sp- speed up the process. Yep make them more presentable yep. and lead to further business. Right. And then all of a sudden you sort of get like, that's the thing. It's in a sense, everything is out of interest or addicted. Um, and if they, if they, if they start seeing a fun element to how technology can help them, yeah. they're never going to know 10% of what you know. I, and honestly, like this might sound kind of bad. That's where a lot of this stuff, it's almost better if you go out and have a beer and talk about all this from a casual standpoint. Yeah. Then you just cut to the chase. Yeah. Like, what do you care about? Right. What ticks you off? Right. Let's help you. Why are we having all these damn issues, Sean? What the hell is yeah. going on? And, and there's, there's been multiple, like when I make recommendations, you know, I have a clear vision of why I'm making the recommendation and you know what, hopefully the end goal might be <coughs> sometimes the, 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 the customer we work with or the client is like they just want to cut through all the bullshit so i at one point literally i started i'm thinking of a specific scenario with a client um that's an attorney and i was like can we just should we just go grab a beer and cut through this and we did and and in a half hour we decided the path that the company was going to go and then the rest of the time we were talking about our kids and personal life and connecting with each other so now when we have calls we're way more effective. We can cut through the BS right away. Um, we can actually talk to each other like human beings and and accomplish what we want to accomplish. Like yeah, that. from the services of IT and MSPs is that yeah. you, the ticketing system, if people are unaware of it, if you partner with someone and any employee of the company, they think there's a technical issue, they will either call or email and develop a ticket and then our help desk on it. And we try to resolve it as quickly as possible. Right now, I'm coming from a far a small part of what we do. It is a small part of what we do, right? I mean, not, it's probably However, half. though, I do think that when you meet with a 
business that wants to improve their technology, they think it's a much bigger part because it's all they really know. They know that a brake fix concept is in the car. Yeah. And so I guess my point of this whole podcast was, you know, you said it best. There's a huge gap between these business owners or executives and their technology, and they just don't know. Maybe they're scared. I, the point of the podcast was, I guess, to talk a little bit on our approach of how things, you know, what are the behind the scenes things you should have, at least that we do. But these are things you should, you know, at a minimum expect and look for when vetting IT services. Or if you have your own IT provider and maybe you like your IT provider, great. Just, you know, hopefully you get some value out of this podcast and just understand why you need to talk to your IT provider more. And these are the things you should be talking about with your IT provider just at a minimum to keep that wheel rolling. That Once that wheel gets rolling, you know, until that wheel gets rolling, you shouldn't even really be talking about strategic initiatives, honestly, because technology is a science and it's, there's a million variables. And the more variables you introduce to that, that equation or that situation, the more likely it is some other variable is going to break. And then it's chaos. And now you're just chasing you know, your tail the entire time trying to figure out the best way to fix it. So I guess kind of back to the computer thing, you can see where checklists can just like how, how important just the checklist is, right? Um, so then we're just at the initial phase. There's the initial, the ongoing, and the end. So the ongoing is just like, okay, now I have this computer. It's set up properly. Great. Now what? <clears throat> Track it. Inventory it. Replace it every three to five years. Like a car. It gets old. The parts start moving. Uh, run partners. <clears throat> we run reports on a monthly basis, sometimes a little less because you know, if, if you aren't adjusting computers a lot or if they're on the same cycle yeah. purchasing, then you don't need to look at it every and month. It goes back to this is vital tech stance. And I think it's every, it's different for every IT company and for the business and the company client is that we're not instructing or insisting no. or suggesting based on our expertise, yeah. based on the data that we see with your company, based on industry experience. This is what we think would work. Yeah. If it was our money, Right? Yeah. I'm yeah. guessing in your case, you're trying to put yourself in their shoes as best possible. Yeah, it's hard because some clients, you know, everybody has ups and downs struggles with financials. And when things are off, that's where I really try and take advantage. And then I focus more on value. Okay, so what, what will benefit the business more? Let's focus on that initiative. But again, these are just bare minimum <clears throat> IT. This is kind of the purpose of IT management. Like that's, that, was, that was the only thing I could think of with the title of this podcast. But it's just, it's, it was when I went through that one antivirus, you know, situation and, and a couple others, I just realized like, oh my gosh, we need to do a better job at explaining why this stuff's important and what we're actually doing. And they should expect this. This is just, this is standard practices. And aside from ITIL, aside from you know, all those other organizations that, you know, have certifications um, related to how an IT department should be ran. <clears throat> Like with an MSP, these are the things you should be looking for. You should have a checklist. You should have track inventory and look to replace your computer every five years. You should have routine maintenance. So running security updates, running patches, rebooting the computers, running disk defrags. You should, you know, support and track the issues. You should look at help desk tickets or your <coughs> IT provider should look at your help desk tickets on a routine basis, monthly, quarterly, you know, depending on how often you're having issues and how big your environment is. Track the issues, look for recurring items, look for hot ticket items that you want to kind of talk through and consider initiatives that might need to come up. Um, you need to assess the hardware, not just replace it. You might want to update it, upgrade the software. Some people are still on Windows 7, upgrade to Windows 10. Why? Because you can take advantage of Azure Active Directory and start transitioning the computers so that you don't have to buy an actual physical server if you want to go to the cloud. So you can actually upgrade the hardware. Maybe four gigs of RAM is too slow. It's definitely too slow in my opinion. Now we look at a minimum of eight gigs of RAM. So there's, there's a million other things. These are just kind of ideas I was quickly sort of jotting down when thinking about the podcast. But, you know, have a checklist, have this ongoing maintenance. And then when the computer's done or the employee leaves, have an employee checklist, leave checklist. Remove the licenses once they've left. Archive and delete or figure out what you want to do with their email. So if John's leaving, is does Jane need to check his email? Uh, maybe John has a bunch of customers, someone else they need to be forwarded. Maybe that person doesn't want them just forwarded in their inbox because it gets too kind of looted. Uh, they just want it as a separate inbox. Okay, so how do we do that to make it as easy as possible on the user? 
And then there's the whole decommission process. So you take a, <clears throat> a computer, you know, what do you do with it? You want to delete the information? Do you want to actually drill a hole in the hard drive? Do you have to follow HIPAA compliance or any other uh, compliance? Do you have any other compliance reasons that might influence the steps you have to take during the decommissioning process? And that's kind of the end of life of things. Um, same thing with the user, you know, figure out what you want to do with their data. I, I mean, that's just computers. You think about servers, like it's a whole nother ball game, right? There's a much bigger needs analysis. There's a lot more planning during that initial part of it. There's storage, performance, resources, scalability. What services is it providing? There's, you know, you're implementing something new or you're transitioning from an old server. You got to make sure it can cover all those services. Hopefully it's covering more. Do you want to go virtualization or not? Do you just want to go to the cloud? Do you want to host it if it's a server? Do you want to host it locally or not? You got to make sure you test it. Like these, these are just, if you're buying a new server, the initial discussion should be really important. And it probably shouldn't just be one meeting and you decide exactly what's going on. It should be multiple meetings. Again, we, if you're looking at your IT provider to just tell you what to do, I, you know, unless they're on the board of your business and they're actually that person you're talking to is sitting in your office working with your employees and their jobs on a day-to-day -day basis, I really think that's wrong. I think it's crazy. I think they're, you know, it's a decision that needs to be made from, you know, uh, you know with uh, you know, the influence of an IT provider and MSP and the, and the customer themselves. Um, you know, ongoing maintenance on servers. You got to look at uh, and the same thing. You, you need to monitor them closely. You need to look at the resources. A server goes down. It's not just one person that's being affected. It's a lot. So, there better be some kind of reports, at least some kind of monitor set up that creates a help disk ticket that looks at um, you know, hard disk resources. Because as soon as the server's hard disk runs out of space, guess what? Everyone that accesses that server is all down. Um, there needs to be a manual review of the server, manual maintenance. So not just, not like computers where we automate a lot of them, push out the updates. Again, computers, one person that's affected on the servers, I, I'm a big believer in somebody just physically looking at things. Um, um, or you know, at least logging into the council to look at stuff. Now you're covering a lot, yeah. and I know that we had a very generic concept of management. I mean, like that could be anything. It could be 75 parts of this, <coughs> but you sort of had this, you know, this mission statement out of the goodness of your heart. Like you, you want to do this topic because. It, this is the vibe I'm getting. It is, is that you you want your clients yeah. to maximize the, the what they're paying for. Exactly. That's it. That's it. <laughs> That's all. I, and it, and that, how refreshing is that? It, well, it helps us do our job better. Yeah. I mean, it, it really is duly beneficial. And hopefully it's interesting enough to where I, like, I can get, I'm getting into some of the technical specifics when I talk about, you know, serve hard disk. Which is going to go things. right over their head. Like, yeah. yeah like, it's, it's just, I'm trying to dabble a little bit there, but just get the point across that again, everything I've talked about so far, none of this has been related to a help desk ticket other than reviewing the help desk tickets. No one called and said, Hey, I need to plan for a new server. Or I need to plan for this. The, the IT uh, partner you're working with should, should, start having discussions with you well before that five-year mark of the server hits or well before that yeah, three-year mark. So. You should be constantly talking about this on a monthly basis. Right. That's why we have our monthly meetings. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. And what in these monthly meetings, from our standpoint, we're providing them data on what? Reoccurring issues, uh, if there are certain workstations that seem to be more problematic than others. Yeah, tickets usually vet a lot of that out, right? So you have a monthly meeting, you, you just... It depends on how many tickets there are. Um, obviously, if you know a client is a hundred tickets, and I had to read through every last step or action taken on a hundred tickets, the cost would be way too high for me to do that. But you can just quickly look at the description, the subject line, um, kind of see what's going on. You can get a sense for recurring issues. You can um, identify something if permission changes are happening. Uh, just make sure that, you know, the appropriate, if someone got added to the accounting group and now they have access to accounting, I'm going to bring that up and just make sure that they understand what's going on. So yeah, you review the tickets, you look at the tickets, um, um, from just call it, I, I consider this just basic management yeah. and, mm -hmm. and, and, you know, initiate, you take that information and you do something with it. Otherwise it's a waste of information.
in my opinion. Um, so that's just number one. The second thing is you have initiatives or you have big pain points uh, or escalated issues. And you start talking through those. Where are we at on this project? You don't have to dig into it you know, in detail, but you just, all right, we have this going on. By the way, let's start thinking about this project as well because once this one's done, I think we should do this. All right, well, that means we should budget. Great, let me add a line item in here. We'll meet you know, in the next couple of weeks. We'll start talking budgeting. So those, there's all those things that are going on in there. <coughs> Moves. I mean, there's a million things that can kind of go on in that section. Um, and then you just get into the kind of the reporting section where, yeah, we look at the reporting of the hardware and the software and the users. Um, and we look at how all the computers are. We look at the ones that are under spec. We look at all the users in the environment, make sure we should archive and delete them. Um, I, I mean, that's just like, that doesn't even, in my opinion, that doesn't even cover all of it but that's just a bare minimum that you should just be looking at. Sometimes this is 15, 20 minutes. Maybe there's not a lot going on. Things are running pretty smoothly. You haven't had a lot of staffing changes. Your environment's fairly new. Great. You should still have the phone call and have somewhat of a constructive conversation, at least to let, you know, from the partner side, they should let the IT provider just know where the business is going. Are you moving? Are you scaling up? Are you staying the same? Um, are there any pain points? Are they meeting and talking to their employees? And then from the IT side, they should have somewhat of an uh, intellectual analysis of what information they're getting. So the MSP, the IT side, um, they should be able to analyze the information they're getting both from the tickets and the reports that they generate and the customer and, and have some recommendations um, or just simply give them guidance and, you know, reassure them on what's going on you know i try to relate this to i've never called to make a tech ticket before but i have called uh when i've had issues on the phone for other services and companies and i am the type of person that probably wants to wait to the very end until like half to yeah. resolve this issue and like, i like your battery's I dying that, like i get frustrated like your battery's dying Yes. Well, Scott, that's an issue. Scott has battery issues on his laptop. And, and, I, and I ended up doing, I called them. I asked them if I could resolve it over the phone. They said they needed to bring it into Microsoft. They did, and we're going to get there. But in, in any type of you know, um, conflict resolution or problem resolution, people don't want things to reoccur. They don't want, they don't, the time is a big thing. And they don't <coughs> pay for a service. Like I, I probably have listened to 20 hours of our team resolving issues. And my biggest takeaway is, man, our team is very positive and swift and, our, and, and the clients are incredibly patient and understanding and cool. And because I think my experiences over the phone are like with my credit card or my phone service or insurance. Hey, you get the feeling that they just don't care. Well, I'm never going to meet them. Right. I've already forgotten their name. I don't know yeah. what they look like. Fine. We actually meet most of our clients. Yeah. Right. There's a, I think, on site. And, and I think this is like human behavior. And I think this is a little shrewd. And the Christmas or holiday cards out. Right. I think if you know, you're never going to see a person again, you probably have a little more. Yeah. Hurts because there's no social investment. I mean, I'd like to think that integrity is based on your treat. How do you behave when no one's looking? But if you know that you're never, you're going to see somebody again, obviously there's going to be a little more congeniality and respect and yeah. calmness. And I think you're going to give them kind of a little more slack if there's an issue. But I can tell you that like, it's the same thing of like a strike one, strike two, strike three, shame on you, shame on me thing. Yeah. Where, all right, we've had this issue now what WTF, what is going on here? Like, yeah. We, in fact, yeah. Uh, we got to escalation. I talked to yeah. you know, somebody that is a little more experienced on this and it's still happening, right? Like that's a big problem. Um, and, and that happens even with us. What do we do? How to prevent that? Like I know we have it glue, which is a resourcing concept for us to educate not only our help desk, but for us to try to um, brew together previous issues to, to try to learn from them? Yeah, I, it, it, it's, in my opinion, it's mostly about the process you follow. 
Um, you need tools. We have, you know, our documentation and knowledge base, all that has to be up to par. I mean, those are just bare minimum things. You need to have a health test system. You need to be tracking tickets. Um, you know, but we're starting to actually get into pivot tables with ticket numbers and, and response times and, uh, and time to resolution and things like that. But <clears throat> like, if you have an issue that's recurring, it's been escalated, it's still not getting fixed and it's gone beyond the amount of time that, that you're comfortable with. It's, you know, you just have to change your approach. It's a process that you follow. Okay. The relationship manager needs to talk to, um, the contact at the, the client, the partner, the customer. We need to pull in the people that are actually experiencing the issue, get as much days as we can pull in a senior support expert, pull in the support experts, get everybody on the phone. And then, you know, it's up to the IT provider at that point to say, okay, you know, here's my recommendation. Here are the next steps that we're going to take. And, and then actually go through that process, go through those steps and, and have recurring calls regarding that issue on a, you know, weekly, daily, whatever basis, depending on how severe it is and, and see if the path we're on needs to be adjusted or is good. And we're able to fix it. I mean, that's like all those other tools and, and, things that you're talking about are like, that's just, you, they better have that at a very minimum, but do they really care? Are you actually talking? Are yeah. you communicating? Again, if it's something where, you know, Hey, I had this issue. I'm not receiving emails and someone expects us to just fix that. I can't, I need more information. Who are you not receiving it from? Where are they sending it? Are they using a phone? Are they using a computer? Are they using a web browser? Is it internal? Is it external? Like what's their address? Which one specifically did they not like? I can't, Otherwise, all I'm going to do is open up your mailbox and look at the, um, the logs and just the mail full logs and make sure that mail's coming in. And then I'm going to send a test. And if that's working, I, that's all I can do. So, I mean, the lessons are the more you put in, the <laughs> yeah. communication is so important. It we is. want to help. We care an incredible amount. Yeah. And communication goes both ways in this. Mm -hmm. uh, we have very personable people on our help desk that truly care. Uh, and in order to apply that care we need to know that things are going wrong right and i know we handle a majority of our things remotely but it goes there's a variety of things obviously what do they care about what do, are they frustrated about um no is it to the point where like you can't provide too much information i you know i'm thinking about like there's this massive list that i still wanted to kind of talk about sure. and go through but that's I, i'm I think what might make more sense is for me to type this up and then we can create like a, uh, a follow up at the end of the blog. I almost, yeah, like, well, yeah, I would like to get it out. We can create a checklist. Maybe well, I almost feel like the checklist in itself and kind of what you developed, like, yeah, that should be its own separate blog. You know, with what we have with vital tech, vital talk is a content series that has blogs, podcasts and webinars. And we try to attack one topic in three different ways we feel and one thing we want is we want the blog to have its own approach to it the podcast and the webinar in which if you listen to all three they're very different even though it's on the same topic that's why i think all three of those avenues and mediums exist uh and i agree i think that a lot of what you're trying to do might not best relay to our listeners and it'd be much more serviceable for somebody that can kind of register it print I, or maybe I, what we do is just put my information <clears throat> or yep. yours in the bottom. And if somebody wants to just talk through these specifics, like, okay, I'm getting a backup solution. What are just the bare minimums that I it's should great be discussing? Idea. What, what do I do when I'm talking about and going to put that in the notations in our podcast? And just call me. And certainly with the video. Exactly. Can, and like in our video, like that's one thing. Like, and More, I put, I like, love talking about this. I stuff. mean, our email exactly. website and phone numbers are available <laughs> at the footer of our podcast and our YouTube channel and obviously our website. But I, I do think that, like, for example, we started this podcast 40 minutes ago asking ourselves, well, what's the thesis? What's the point? How would we title this? <clears throat> we had to put it in a nutshell. Here's what I think. I think it's, A, we want to help. Yeah. And really, it's, and if you're going to pose a question for the consumer is how can you best maximize your IT service? You're spending a lot of money. How do you get the most out of it? Yeah. And I, I, I think hopefully it just, you know, whether it's, you know, our customers, you know, listening to this, hopefully they get some background information on why we want these meetings and why we want to talk to them. And if it's not a customer of ours, it, like hopefully you just understand the importance. I mean, look, we, we stopped, 
at the very first item of computer initial checklist, like, you know, we, we immediately hopefully conveyed the importance of just that one thing. And then I started rambling through a couple other ones, um, scenarios, but hopefully if you're, even if you're not like you, you just get the importance of why you need to talk to your IT provider on a routine basis and, and, and be more involved with, with them because it, it will make for a more effective partnership and more effective solutions. And you'll get <clears throat> more money out of the, the actual IT services you buy, like 365 and, and, and antivirus, you'll things like that. And then, and then you're kind of incentivized, motivated, and interested to keep learning more and more. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. If, if somebody, I mean, I'm, I'm clearly in technology and I, I have passions about it and I like to follow processes and procedures and things like that. As I stated, um, if somebody wants to talk, you know, to me about this, this, I'll talk their ear off for hours. I mean, it's crazy. That's where, that's where the, the beers can get involved. Anything else you want to relay? I know that what well, this one in a different direction, but we sort of stated <laughs> it. No. Yeah. We, like you, in terms of lecturing on tech. Yeah. We need, as we profess, uh, we want to make technology human that, well, how does it pertain to the human being? No, I, I think just like understand that you're using technology every day. It's the first thing you touch. It's probably the last thing you touch before you go to bed. If you play with your phone and, and if you're a workaholic or you're a business owner and you have a lot of people that work really hard for you, just, you know, make sure it's getting the proper attention that it deserves because, because it is something you're using every single day. Um, and no matter what you think it is, it is more important than, um, than you, you, you know, if, if you are doing this, then don't worry. But if you're not, uh, you should put more attention into it. Um, and you should rely on your it provider to give you good, honest, non-biased feedback. Um, um, and, and understand they should be trying to understand your business and how the services um, you know, you're offering uh, or that you're delivering and how the IT services are, are just in line with that. Um, yeah. It makes sense. We care vital tech reach out to us. Thank you for listening. If you've come this far <laughs> and check out the blog on this topic, because I think that you'll get a much more structured perspective from Sean's mind in terms of how, uh, management and partnership with your tech company um, can better service your business. Yeah, thank so, you. Thank you. Thank you.